What's up, folks? We have a jam-packed show for you today. 23andMe apparently got hacked and gave up the information to 6.9 million users. Jorge Ventura reported that Chinese nationals are appearing at the border with what seems like pretty nice luggage. We're going to talk about that. Governor Abbott says he's going to sign some new law to make it illegal for illegal immigrants to come to Texas. Why didn't he think about that three years ago? Some house exploded in Washington, D.C. as the police were trying to go in for a warrant pretty crazy story. We're going to talk about that. Conor McGregor flirts running for the president of Ireland. We'll absolutely talk about that. And if you remember in Atlanta, the Wendy's that got set on fire, apparently the rioters who did it got a $500 fine and a plea deal. That's pretty insane. They're running headlines saying conservatives are outraged. I wonder why. Lots of stories, folks. Jam-packed news day. God bless you. Dream Rare podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles, yeah What's going on everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Dream Rare Podcast I have about five stories to get through so I want to go pretty quickly and not linger too much but i will change the title i said dc explosion but the house is in arlington virginia outside of dc so that's going to be changed after the podcast don't worry all right let's look at the first story i did an instagram tiktok sort of thing about the 23andme data leak there were 6.9 million customers who had their data leaked and i explain it pretty simply in this minute clip it sums it up so i'm gonna play it real quick then we'll get to the next story the genetics company 23andMe has been hacked and it breached 6.9 million users' info. 6.9, haha, get it? Just kidding. Including some health data. Let's dive into the story. Some 6.9 million 23andMe customers had their data compromised after an anonymous hacker accessed user profiles and posted them for sale on the internet earlier this year. The compromised data included users' ancestry information as well as, for some users, health-related information based on their genetic profiles, the company said in an email. Are they going to clone you? What are they going to do with your information? Just kidding. Sort of. Anyway, apparently at first they reached only 14,000 users, but since many users chose to share their information with people they're genetically related to, the hacker was able to access information of millions more. Let me know what you think in the comments. And also, did you know the CEO of 23andMe is the sister of the longtime CEO of YouTube who just stepped down? Interesting. Follow me for more short news clips and watch my podcast for more in-depth discussion. Yeah, pretty crazy. So 23andMe gains a lot of people's genetics. Um, this is why I always didn't want to do it. I do want to know more about my family history. Um, I just never wanted to give these companies uh, my data, especially once I realized that the sister of uh, YouTube CEO, who I guess recently is gone, like within the last month or two, they have a new CEO, but Susan Wojcicki, this is her sister who owns it. So what if that gets into the hands of people? I don't want everybody to be paranoid or everything or anything because they already have all of our data and a lot of information. But, you know, just something to think about. Even when I go to certain businesses and they say, oh, do you want me to keep your card on file? Now I always say no because I see all these data breaches and leaks and hacks. And it's like, I don't need my card in a thousand different places. You know, I've already had my information taken uh, earlier this year. I think a lot of people have dealt with that. So, I try to keep my information off of as many places as I possibly can. I'm not super paranoid about it or anything. Usually the banks kind of back you up and help you out. But, you know, when it comes to your genetics, what if those got into the hands of people who hate you ethnically? 
uh what if all that information you know having that much information on people's genetics is a really slippery slope and you see now especially over the last few months if not last couple of years you do see a lot of uh you know dare i say genocidal behavior from some people as far as just like brutal ethnic hatred for certain groups and you could read between the lines however you want or connect the dots on that however you think that they should be connected but um you know, interesting stuff to say the least that they lost access or got hacked for a lot of different stuff. Just, you know, at bare minimum, this stuff happens all the time now, hacks and leaks. And I don't know what to say. That's the new era. It is what it is. I wouldn't be too paranoid about it or scared or anything. Just a new story that probably is worth sharing. Um, here's the next story. It was an Arlington, Virginia house exploded. Um, so a home near Washington, D.C. exploded as police responded to reports of more than 30 flare gunshots fired. If you haven't seen the clip, I didn't want to get demonetized and Facebook and YouTube are psychotic, so I didn't show it. But a home exploded in Arlington, Virginia, Monday night as police were trying to execute a search warrant, sending the building up in flames with a suspect still inside and prompting the evacuation of several nearby houses. Police are investigating the circumstances of the explosion. Police then learned that the suspect had discharged the flare gun about 30 to 40 times from his home into the surrounding neighborhood. So they're saying it involved a flare gun. If you find this video, I'm sure half of you have probably already seen it. It looks like, I can't really explain it. It looks like a crazy explosion. It doesn't look like a small one and it doesn't look like a random one. I don't really have a theory to tell you. I, I've been looking at users who understand fire and explosions better than I do. And there are people theorizing that this seems like it was a bigger thing than they're saying. Um, I'm not an expert at explosions. So I would say check out some of the theories if you're interested in why. Um, you know, the chances of the media telling us the truth about this are close to zero, maybe 50% at best. But uh, unfortunately, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they'll say. And uh, I don't really have much to say about it. I'll definitely keep my eyes peeled on credible people that I trust um, that talk about this sort of thing because it's a pretty crazy explosion, but it's a pretty crazy world and a pretty crazy country. Speaking of which, this is the third story. I know I'm kind of rapid firing. Some people like that, some people don't, but I have a bunch of things I wanna get through. This is a my buddy, Jorge Ventura, who's a great border reporter. Uh, he got this footage of nationals, Chinese nationals at the border with what looks like really nice luggage. And the first couple seconds is uh, just footage of our wall not working in a different spot. Why does our wall suck so bad? I don't get it. Um, here's Jorge's footage. It's a bunch of like Chinese military aged nationals with like super nice luggage. What are they doing at our border? Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy that our borders open. It's crazy that America's starting all these conflicts or getting involved in these conflicts in Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia. And if you're going to do all the stuff that America's doing, you would at least think like, this is how, you know, the people who run this country absolutely despise us. Like, you could disagree with foreign policy, but say you're against the war in Ukraine and in Russia and you're against the war in Israel and Palestine, but you're like, or, or maybe you're for it. You're for both. Let's just say you're for both of the wars. You're like, we need to do this because we need to save Russia and Israel, whatever. Don't you think we should secure our border extra hard at a time that we're getting involved in foreign conflicts? The fact that the Biden administration is leaving it this wide open uh, it just proves that the people running this country, whoever that may be, we know it's not Biden, 
they clearly hate us. They clearly don't care about us. And they clearly want something bad to happen. Or they just want us to suffer economically, financially, uh, crime-wise. Like, they're not helping do any justice in any reason. It's like, why would the border be so open that there's, like, nice luggage looking, you know, probably wonderful Chinese folk from China just at our border? You know, because our border's a joke and everybody knows this. So it's an easy way to get in. Um, thank goodness they got stopped. I'm sure for every one of them that get stopped, there's probably ones that don't. Speaking of jokes, as much as I want to just blame uh, Joe Biden because he sucks, you know, I do believe, and I talk about it here a lot, that the Republican Party is essentially controlled opposition because Governor Abbott is talking about a new law he's going to pass that's going to make it illegal for illegal immigrants to come into Texas and give the police officers authority to arrest them. And here's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it's like, if this does work, let's just say he passes it and it works. Why didn't you do it three years ago? Like, if this works, this just shows that Governor Abbott's pretty much controlled opposition because Biden's been in office for three years now and he's never passed this law. And now he's going to pass this law. It's insane. Uh, Here's the clip uh, from Maria Bartiromo. I sped it up and chopped it up because copyright laws are insane, but here's essentially what he's saying. Uh, Maria, in two weeks, I'll be signing a new law in the state of Texas uh, that will make it illegal for people to enter the state of Texas uh, from another country illegally and authorizing every peace officer in the state of Texas to arrest those people entering our country. A new law. He's going to pass a new law that makes it illegal for illegals to come in. Wow, dude, it took you three and a half years to draft that up. I don't understand. Am I supposed to like, does anybody understand why that took him so long? Like, I don't know. What a joke. Let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, this this next story, I want to just rapid fire through real quick. Um, these rioters that burned down a Wendy's, a lot of people probably saw that a couple years ago. There was some reaction to a police killing or, or some sort of event where people went crazy. And two people burned down a Wendy's and they got a $500 uh, fine. And this is in the same area that they're charging Trump with all these insane things. So I think that's going to make extra backlash on the already like liberals are insane and stupid backlash. Here it is. So Newsweek is reporting that rioters $500 fine for burning down a Wendy's sparks outrage. Uh, I wonder why conservatives are outraged after two people charged with burning down a Wendy's restaurant in Atlanta in the summer of 2020, were just fined $500 each. Um, Kingston and White accepted plea deals. You know, I guess they burned it down after a fatal shooting of Rashard Brooks, a 27-year-old black man. Both pleaded guilty to charges, including arson in the first degree. Um, a $500 fine for burning down a Wendy's. I mean, you get bigger fines for doing like nothing in like that's it's just crazy. I don't know how liberals think that they're going to keep their cities afloat that way. But every criminal and every psycho is looking at that and being like five hundred dollars. I mean, that's cheaper than some flat screen TVs like it's it's a piece of cake. And, you know, you can make up that money if you live in a liberal area and you steal under a thousand dollars worth of stuff, get away with it. Now you have nine hundred ninety nine dollars worth of free stuff because liberals don't prosecute you. Then you commit a thing and get $500. It's like, I just made $450 and burned down a Wendy's and got free stuff. It's like such a joke. These uh, these county DAs in Atlanta and San Francisco and LA, and it's, it's beyond nuts. Um, next story real quick. 
Connor McGregor, he wrote this on Twitter. He said, potential competition if I run. Jerry, 78, Birdie, 75, Enda, 74, each with unbreakable ties to their individual party's politics, regardless of what the public outside of their parties feel. These parties govern themselves versus govern the people or me, 35 years old, young, active, passionate, fresh skin in the game. I listen, I support, I adapt. I have no affiliation, bias, favoritism towards any party. They would genuinely be held to account regarding the current sway of public feeling. I'd even put it all to vote. There'd be votes every week to make sure I can fund. Uh, I can fund he's, or every week to make sure I can fund. Sorry, those were separate things. It would be not me and Powers President, but the people of Ireland. It would be me and you. Prayer emoji, Irish flag emoji. So Connor is flirting the idea of running for the president of Ireland. Two things. One, if he ran, he'd probably win. He's super popular, especially in Ireland, I would say. Uh, number two, I don't know if he's serious because if you guys don't follow Conor McGregor, I want to let you know I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. He's the most iconic person in MMA and UFC history. I love the guy. I think he's hilarious. But this last year or so, he's been injured, so he's been out. He talks a lot. Like, he wants to fight this person and that person. After every fight, he says he'll do this, he'll do that. So I don't take his word that seriously. It's not that I don't trust the guy or anything. I think eventually he may run for president. I hope he does. I'd, I wish Ireland would put him in. I think he'd do a better job. But, uh, you know, he's, he's been saying a lot of stuff recently in the press, like this, that, this. So it's hard to really pin down what he really means or if he's just trying to put his name out there. But uh, one day, maybe he will run. Maybe he is fed up and maybe that's his next path. I think he would win easily. And that would be really interesting, to say the least. This last thing I have is just for comedy reasons. And then I'm going to read a few comments and keep this one pretty brief today. Hope Hopefully you guys enjoy a short one. Um this is just a poll I found on Twitter that I thought was funny. A user named Taylor Day said, what's the biggest threat to you? 21% of people voted Hamas, 8% voted Israel, 71% voted woman drivers. So it's official, folks. This is democracy. Uh, you know, woman drivers are the biggest threat to, to you. Imagine if that were an election and you had to eat the results. No, I'm just kidding. I just thought it was pretty funny. Um, apparently, they follow me, too. So they have good taste. Um, yeah, let me know what you think in the comments about any, um, story that I covered today. I'll go over any of your comments. I don't have, I mean, I do have a huge opinion about our border and governor, governor Abbott and what's going on there and, and Biden, as far as the house explosion in Virginia, let me know what you guys think of that. I'll read a few comments, go off of what you say. Um, obviously the rioters only getting $500. That's crazy. The 23 and me, let me know what you think about that. That's definitely pretty nutty. Um, let's see what you guys are saying. Someone said if there's a fair election in Ireland, I think Connor would win, but I don't know. Someone said woman drivers are a threat. Now they know what a woman is. It's a good point. What is a woman? You know, what is a car? What is a driver? What is a highway? You know, we're profound out here. We don't know anything. All I know is I know nothing. Literally, even words don't mean nothing to me now you know i'm a good liberal um someone said woman drivers are crazy we'd be good at nascar lol well danica patrick was in nascar that was pretty cool um why do i think it exploded i haven't done like deep diving research enough i've only kind of scraped the headlines so i don't i don't know i mean it's just a crazy thing to happen like a, the police come to a house for an arrest and the whole house explodes like it, that's just nuts. I don't like, 
I would have to do more research and kind of listen to more opinions to really have a stance on it. But I'm all I know is it's it's not nothing, you know, like even if it is a harmless story, it's not a harmless story. It's like the dude, someone blew his house up purposely by mistake. They blew it up. I don't it blew up. I don't I don't know. I really don't know what to think of it. I miss the 23 and me. 23 and me is a genetics company and they had a leak and the leak involved 6.9 million users health data some health data some customer data it's just interesting because that they hold your the key to your genetic history and your ancestors so i just wonder what the hackers would do with that hopefully just advertising they want to make money and sell it to people but still you know we're, we're entering a world where privacy doesn't really exist and um it is what it is there's pros and cons to that but you know no, I don't personally, I wouldn't want my genetic info out there if I could have the option. And even with, like I said, credit cards or debit cards, it's like I try not to keep stuff on file because it's like, oh, keep it on my file. It's like, well, how secure is your file? You got to give it to everyone all the time. Everybody wants your info. It's like, you know, I don't trust you to not lose that. Oh, we got hacked. My bad. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you will. You know, it's so I'd rather just keep it in less places if I have the option. Um Someone said, now his career is over, Connor, after getting rich and powerful, the kind of gangster guy who will take 100% bribes and smile about it. Uh, I don't think Connor would take bribes, but I don't know. Someone said 23andMe is BlackRock. Possibly, I don't know. Do they own a big stake in that or do they just own everything? Someone said, LOL, that's funny. I happen to be a very good driver with no speeding tickets. Let's check the men anomaly. You know, I have to say, as somebody that's not afraid to call gender as I see it, I do know a lot of good woman drivers in my life. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? There are bad ones, but in my personal circle, there's a lot of good female drivers. So I don't want to just disrespect the women. But on average, they don't do as well in NASCAR. But, you know, I think there's a lot of moms out there that that crush it. They, they, they check both ways. They have good coordination skills. They use their blinkers. I know some guys who can't drive, and I know some women who can. I just thought the poll was funny. Someone said, I don't trust doctors taking my blood anymore. It's really creepy after the pandemic. It's like there's certain things that I want to get checked with a doctor, but I, yeah, I don't really trust them. You know, it's hard to trust a doctor after all the nonsense they go through and the compliance that they have and, you know, how they've shown that they won't, that they will listen to things that don't even make sense. So, yeah, I hear you. Someone said, if women are such bad drivers, why is men insurance higher? So it's a good point. I think men drive crazier. Probably women are possibly more responsible behind the wheel and men, they got to be like, Oh, look how fast I can go. You might be right. I mean, if men's insurance is higher, that's probably based off data, meaning men mess up more, you know, you have a point. I'm not a sexist. I love all 10 billion genders. You know, if I find a new gender, if I'm in the Amazon forest and I find a new gender, I get so excited because I'm like, I just discovered something new. Just wait until the Berkeley professor hears about this. Wait till my college professors hear that I discovered a new gender in the Amazon. It's the three, you know, they have two spirited. What about three spirited? What about eight spirited? You're, you're in eight different ways. You're totally not mentally ill or anything. It's just, you have eight different genders at once coming through you. Um, now that's a discovery that would make Charles Darwin jealous or not. I'm sorry, Facebook, please don't demonetize me. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go on an apology tour. I swear I'll go 
listen to the voices of all the unheard. Someone said, what are you saying now? Don't play into that even as a joke. Yeah, jokes are off limits now. I can't, you can't joke now. You're going to censor my jokes. Free speech though, right? Cool. Um, someone said, I'm a good driver. I've steered out of several situations. I love it. Now all the women are like, I'm a good driver. I swear. I'm like, I believe you. I'm just, just challenging. You have no volume on the Facebook live. I don't think that's true. People are responding on Facebook. No one said that you're on YouTube saying that you might be a plant. You might be a YouTube plant to throw me off. Let me see. You're more likely to find a cross dresser um, in the Amazon. Are you sure? Is that where they stay? Let me see. Someone said, I thought the sister of YouTube owned 23andMe. She does. Big companies getting hacked is merely a behind door deal that allows hackers to infiltrate their system so they could do things with the data that's illegal but won't be blamed on 23andMe, says Ian. Could be. Absolutely could be. I mean, that's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. Someone said Elon's the free speech Trojan horse. I have a new rule with people like Elon and Trump and Ron and Don and, you know, all and, and Joe, but Joe doesn't really do much for me. Don't have expectations for these people and don't put your like godlike faith into them. So then if Elon does some cool things, you can appreciate it. But then when if he ever caves and turns on you, you won't be surprised and you'll be able to call it out. The problem is when people put their whole like sports team like obsession or like spouse like obsession into trump or into elon and then they do something weird but people don't want to point it out because they like them too much and they put their faith into them uh that seems to be the issue so with elon um there's a lot of things that i like that he does there's a lot of things that i don't like necessarily but um i appreciate the things that he has done and to me they're like bonuses because i don't really expect that much out of elon he could have been like a bill gates and never said anything real so i feel like he's on borrowed you know, like I just, I appreciate it. But I, but if he turns tomorrow and does the craziest anti-free speech stuff, I'm not going to be surprised. Nick with a $50 super chat. Uh, thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. What if China sent some people across the border knowing they would get caught? They know that just as with COVID, our authoritarian leaders will overreact and do more damage to us as a people, our economy and our freedoms. That's, a, that's interesting. I mean, I don't rule anything out. Thanks for the super chat too, Nick. Anything's possible because even with the border, the one thing after the Israel and Palestine like conflict, um, after that happened, everybody was like all these like Dan Bongino types were like, oh my gosh, the border, terrorists, terrorists, terrorists. It was like 9-11 again, terrorists, terrorists, terrorists. We got to kill them, terrorists, terrorists. You know, and they're like trying to freak you out. And it's like, I mean, it's definitely not out of the ruling because there's like a hundred, there's like a million people who came across the border. It's too easy. But on the other hand, it seems like that would play into the hands of the neocon type republicans and you know our great allies and such if we can just like scaremonger all these republicans into thinking that there's going to be a terrorist attack on american soil um there could be but also if there was that would gain more support for the war that they already wanted to start and they've already started so you know what i'm saying like i'm just i'm just throwing it out there to use a different country there, say the public didn't support Ukraine versus Russia and there wasn't enough support to get the funding. And then Russia does a terrorist attack in America. And now all of a sudden we want to send our money to Ukraine. It's like, I think about those things as well. So it's like most Republicans are just playing like 2D chess. And I'm just thinking like 5D chess where it's like they, if that happened, that would help the people that 
want to do what they're already doing and they're they're losing public support anyway so you know it's like yes that could happen but the fact that every republican that's pro-israel saying it at once all at the same time and then i listen to like certain politicians in that country and they're like if you don't help us now there will be a terrorist attack in your country if you don't help us now you will face it too they're not coming for you they're coming for you and you know it's like it's the same rhetoric as a you know i would say the george bush era but to me i hear that differently i i hear it as like okay if we don't give everything that they want right now then like something might happen you know like i i hear what they're saying but i i kind of take it in, in in a different way um so i don't know when it comes to the chinese nationals at the border it could be anything and you know it's just like in China, was it or Taiwan or whatever in Taiwan, when there were all these people waving American flags and such, and like Mike Pompeo was retweeting it, it could be real. People in Taiwan do like America, but also to me, it looked like it could be like a CIA thing. Cause it's like Mike Pompeo used to be the CIA director and now he's the secretary of state. And if he's retweeting like a protest in Taiwan, it's like, it could be organic and he just likes it, or it could be you know, his work. I, I have no idea. I'm not saying it is, but that's just kind of how I see stuff. I don't see it so basic. And, you know, Ennis Cantor's like that too. He came out and changed his name to Freedom. And he's like, I'm Ennis Freedom Cantor. And he just sounds like a neocon Republican. And then, you know, everybody's making fun of me for not thinking he's awesome. All these Republicans are like, oh, Ennis Freedom Cantor, the basketball player that just hates China. Wow. He's so authentic. Wow. He's the only NBA player that calls China. And then three weeks later, he posts a selfie with like a CIA guy. And he's like, look, I'm hanging out with my guy. And it's like, I already knew, you know, it's all, it's, all, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I'm always like a couple of months ahead. Like I already, I could just tell by how he was acting and stuff. It's just like, he's just saying like generic talking points. And like, you know, there's two sides of each story. So it's like, you say this, Republicans get happy. You say this, liberals get happy. I don't know. It's like, that's like theater for people, but it's all good. I'm not, I don't think he's like a bad guy or anything. I just. I don't think he's like a freedom fighter because here's the thing too. Ennis Cantor, freedom. He says all the generic Republican uniparty talking points. But then when COVID was here, he was using liberal talking points. He was saying, I don't want unvaccinated players to sweat on me and breathe on me like that. This is Mr. Freedom. Mr. Freedom calls out Iran and China, just like every Republican and Democrat. But he doesn't he doesn't want unvaccinated people to sweat on him. Look it up. It's like you know, why am I one of the only ones who sees through this? Why is like every Republican influencer so generic? They're like, look how great this guy is. He's so free because he says what I want him to say. It's like, yawn, you know, yawn. I'm, I've seen through it. Someone said hit the like. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, do our votes count? I think so. But, you know, life is not fair and everything's not fair. So I think you got to you got to work extra hard. If the system's working against you, you not only, I think you can vote, but I think your vote does count, but, but you got to not just like sit and listen to Trump and play the victim and not make any attempt to get other people to agree with you because then you're going to lose and then you're going to play the victim again. And then you're never going to figure out why it's happening. And it's going to be this cycle of just like controlled demolition on Republicans. But also, you know, I think your vote counts in certain ways, but in certain ways it doesn't count. And in my view, the way it doesn't count is because there's certain things that no president, including Trump, DeSantis or RFK will do. And that's why your vote doesn't count. But if you notice, RFK, Trump and DeSantis don't talk about that. 
because essentially they're in on it. So they'll run you around these other narratives about how the election isn't fair, but they won't tell you the main reason that it isn't fair is because no matter which one of those people win, there's certain policy objectives and certain people that will always get their way because they're all subservient to that. So, you know, in, in many ways, your vote does count. In many ways, it doesn't. But the average, I would say, conversation going on in Republican circles is like very a very sophomoric analysis of why your vote does or doesn't count. And that's the thing. It's like you you can get the gist of like the borders open and obviously that's terrible, but they won't tell you why your borders open and they won't tell you that the Republicans who claim to close the border don't close the border. They don't build the wall. They don't fill the gaps and they wait three and a half years to pass a new law that says illegal immigration is illegal. Like I'm offended that. Yeah, I need a safe space. I'm offended now, but I'm offended that Governor Abbott is trying to pass a new law now. It's three years into Biden's presidency. It's almost been three and a quarter. Like, and now you're going to do it? <laughs> like, whether it works or doesn't, why would you wait this long to do that? Like, what? You have to be in on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like if people were like jumping through your window every day for three years, and I sat there on my hands being like, I'm doing the best I can. And then, like, right at the end, after like three years of your house getting robbed, I'm like, you know what? Now I'll make bars on the window. And it's like, why didn't you do that before? It's like, I could have, I just didn't. That's the truth. It's like, I could, whatever I'm doing now, I could have done then. I just didn't for whatever reason. Like if he can do it now, he could have done it then. If he can't do it now, he, can, he can't do it then. So why is he even saying it? It's like, I don't see the Republican party the same way everybody else does. And nobody wants to like say it that way. Like I followed this guy on Instagram, the typical liberal, and he posted something. He's a conservative. He makes fun of liberals, but he posted a thing where it was like Ted Cruz, um, is like blasting Christopher Ray. It's like, whoa, Ted Cruz is really sticking it to Chris Ray. And it's like, I don't see that the same way everyone else sees it. I see it as like Trump hired Christopher Ray. Trump hired Christopher Ray because Chris Christie told him to. Trump admitted he hired Christopher Ray because Chris Christie told him to. Yet Trump calls Chris Christie fat and he called him fat in 2015, which proves that Trump calling him names is just like a little comedy circus for his base to not realize he's working with Chris Christie. Ted Cruz is an idiot who said that only only vaccinated people should be able to take their masks off on airplanes two years after the lockdown. He's a total loser. Um, and now he's putting on a little show for the guy that his party hired and they've taken no accountability for. It's like, how is that? How is that impressive? Like, wow, he it's OK, I guess it's better than a Democrat, but that's really all they could do for you is like they're better than Democrats. I don't know. I'm just I'm just like I'm just like bored of it. But at the same time, there are stories that intrigue me and interest me. And I, you know, I try to get my passion from there. But as far as like the zone that everybody else has kept in, I guess I'm just like not really seeing it the same way and it's been like years of me not seeing it the same way um which is not convenient for social circles but whatever it works for the people that get it i think it's like a breath of fresh air they're like oh anomaly gets it someone said i deleted instagram facebook how are you oh you're on youtube i was like how are you watching this then someone said trump has been trying to duplicate 2016 since then Yes, yeah, a new it's a new year though. I mean, Biden's so bad though that it he might just win because Biden sucks. You know, it's like I think both candidates are just like praying that everybody hates the other one. You know, I think Trump is well loved, but he's also hated. 
Uh, Biden's not well loved, but Trump is hated by some. I think they're both playing off each other of like, look at him. You know, that's going to be the debate if RFK is on stage. Look at him. No, look at him. No, look at him. No, look at him. And then Americans have to decide which one they hate less, uh, you know, and we'll see. Trump's the favorite so far. So that seems to be what the polls are thinking. But that stuff clearly doesn't always work, the polls. But that's what they're saying now. Someone said common sense skeptic channel. Yeah. And I, I want to say this, too, before I leave. I want to keep this one pretty brief if I can. You know, I'm trying to do my best work. I say, like, just so people don't get confused, I try to do news analysis. If I could best describe what I think I'm doing or what I'm trying to do or what I do, depending how you look at it, I think the media tangles everybody left and right, red and blue, social justice, this and that, patriotism, like, you know, all this stuff. And patriotism is good. I'm just saying they use it to like trick you sometimes, They're like, MAGA, MAGA, and then they do something crazy. But everything's tangled in a million knots. And with my news analysis, I'm trying to untangle it. I can't tell you everything to think. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm trying to untangle the mess of lies. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to analyze the news. Most people don't do that. They're professional Democrats or they're professional Republicans or they're professional Trump supporters. They're professional DeSantis supporters. And they serve a certain political unit. You know what I'm saying? I don't serve a political unit. I can't be bought out. I'm not going to endorse somebody and like you know now i'm not able to say it i'm not going to go hang out with some people to the point where now i'm not going to get invited if i say the truth and i'm afraid to say the truth that's what i'm trying to do and it's different from what a lot of other people are trying to do and they don't get it sometimes they'll be like well you supported trump so much what happened it's like i was always analyzing the news and from 2016 to most of 2019 trump was doing a pretty damn good job you know there were things that i could nitpick and there were things i disagreed with but i'm not really a nitpicker I'm not somebody that likes to nitpick, but then in 2019, it's like he said, he's never signed the omnibus bill. He signed it again. I thought that was whack. I talked about it. He passed the speech laws with DeSantis. I thought that was whack. I talked about it in 2019 and in 2020, the lockdown was insane. And now I'm not nitpicking anymore. And then operation warp speed was an $18 billion socialist scam. And I talked about it. So it's like, I'm not a nitpicker. And when Trump was crushing, I was explaining to people that he's not doing that bad of a job. He's doing a lot of liberal things for liberals. He's doing a lot of generic things. And in general, he's he makes more sense than the left. And th those were all my videos. It wasn't I wasn't being a Trump coattail rider just to ride Trump's coattails. I did it because it was the right thing to do. And he deserved the support from all the people that were lying about him. Now, the, like I haven't really changed. Of course, I've evolved and learned some new things and stuff, but it's like, when the Republican Party turns on me or Trump turns on me, I don't turn on the American citizens because I'm part of that team. I stand with the American citizens and I'm like, no, that's that's whack. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to do journalism and news analysis. So people misconstrue it because 99 percent of people in this game are just professional team players. And that's why sometimes what I'm saying seems so like out of the loop. Like, why aren't you doing that? Because I don't do that. I don't work for these people. I don't want to work for these people. I want to support the people who are righteous. Thomas Massey has never given me a cent or even, you know, it's like I support Thomas Massey because I believe that he's the most ethical person in Congress. And if Thomas Massey turned and became the worst person in Congress, I have no problem calling it out. It's just I think he's done a pretty stellar job over the last five years. So I support him. And it's like when Trump was crushing, I say he's crushing. When DeSantis is doing good things outside of the things I disagree with, I say that also. That's what I'm trying to do. Analyze the news fairly, honestly, and accurately to the best of my ability. I can't always do it. I'm not saying it's perfect, but 
that's what I'm attempting to do. And most people aren't attempting that. And I do want to tell you too, in this world, it's a business. You know, a lot of people, they depend on their livelihoods, including me. And you got to understand that a lot of people know what I'm saying is true. They just don't want to say it because they're going to lose their business. Their business is aligned with Trump or their business is aligned with the Republican Party or some of these organizations that pay them or provide their infrastructure to get paid. So they're deathly afraid of going against the agenda of even their side, which is kind of like when you're a left wing corporation and you're afraid of going against that. Me, I don't care. I've benefited from not caring in some places I probably lost six figures from not caring, but um, you know, that's, that's how I am. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to ride with the consequences, whether they're good or bad. And uh, I'm just being transparent about what I'm attempting to do um, just so people don't get confused and, and falsely accuse me of stuff. You can, it's just like, that's where I come from. And that's always how I came. I didn't, I didn't come from a conservative background where I was just conservative, conservative, conservative. And I didn't come from a left-wing Democrat background. When I was talking about Bernie versus Hillary and Trump and all this stuff, I was trying to be as fair as I could, not just like pick a team and, and run with it. And I've made my mistakes and learned my lessons about trusting politicians too much at certain points. So I don't do that anymore. Someone said, you're not transparent. Quit taking money from fools. Who do you think I'm taking money from? Name one person I'm taking money from. When I point out that politicians take money from big donors and take hundreds of millions of dollars, people project onto me and say that I'm doing that when they like those politicians. So if I could point out that your favorite politician literally took a million dollars from Pfizer and hired the pharmaceutical swamp like Trump did, then people will say to me, oh, who paid you to say that? No, like who do you think's paying to say stuff like that? There's, I don't think there is a fund for people that do that. I think you just lose money when you do that. Like it's not profitable at all. And there's no one that wants to pay you to, to read what you could read on opensecrets.org yourself. It's like, uh, I'm just curious. Someone said, I'll take some money. Well, I took money from that super chat. I don't know who that was, but uh, whoever gave me the 50 bucks, I'll take I'll take that. I don't know. How crazy would it be if like a big donor came on and just did like a million dollar super chat? But then YouTube would get so much money out of that. They'd take like 600. They'd probably take like 400K of that, but that would be crazy. I'd be like, whoa, million dollar super chat. Appreciate you guys. Just kidding. But uh, all right, I'm going to take off, folks. God bless you. Thank you for watching. And I want to tell you, if anybody buys merch for December, I have a little deal that I thought of. We have stickers and we sell a pack for a $7.77. But in general, if you buy one piece of my merch on DreamRare.com, we're going to include a free sticker. And if you buy two or more, we're going to give you the whole sticker pack. So just a little extra stuff uh, for December. Um, the, the stickers are pretty cool. Check them out. But that's the deal, DreamRare.com. Check it out. We got blue beanies, black beanies. We got not that many blue beanies left if you wanted one. I think it's under 50. I'm not sure. Black beanies, I bought a bunch because I think that those are more popular. And uh, the God is Great sweatshirts, I haven't checked, but those are selling pretty hard. And there's a limited amount of those. I would guess there's under like 40 left or 30. I'm not really sure. There could be less. There could be more. But I bought a finite amount of those. I know how much I bought because I pay for it myself. And uh, yeah, the blue beanies are going to sell out soon. The pink hats are already sold out. The white God God bless hats are sold out. My classic white one. Um, and, and the sweatshirts are going to sell out eventually, probably by the end of December. So if you want that stuff now, get it now. There's a deal. No, there are very few. Uh, you know, I've been voting against these resolutions in Ukraine and the money going to Ukraine since 2014. In 2014, we helped to overthrow their uh, elected government. 
And we were saber rattling against Russia. And I said, listen, these sanctions and this saber rattling and these resolutions, they're going to have consequences. And they have had consequences. Almost nobody in Washington, D.C. will admit this through their voting record. Now, they know it, but they won't admit it and they won't vote that way. Thomas Massey did an incredible job on Tucker Carlson, and I want you to hear it in full. And I also want to show you the disgusting smear attempts from Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and Breitbart on Thomas Massey, and ask yourself why both parties are trying to smear his character. These people cannot see themselves. A lady in a mask, presumably not on her way to rob a liquor store, but wearing it for health reasons, asked the National Security Advisor about the moral implications of a vote in the Congress. And he says with a straight face, anyone who doesn't support this legislation is helping Putin. It's insanity, but it's intimidated almost the entirety of the US Congress and certainly the Republican leadership, which is four square on the side of the Biden administration to continue this tragedy. There are very few members of Congress who dissent and one of them who has done so consistently and in the most articulate possible way and on principle has been Congressman Thomas Massey of Kentucky, who we wanted to talk to about this and also to thank for his bravery and steadfastness. Congressman, thank you so much for coming on. Am I, I mean, I've got so many questions, but am, well, why don't you just tell us why you're not voting for this? Well, we can't afford it. Look, at uh, some point I realized we had spent more in Ukraine than we spend on all our roads and bridges in the United States. And I tweeted that. And Newsweek did a fact check on me. And what they found out is it was true. <laughs> and, um, you know, when you get the fact checkers to admit that a conservative, when they give them a uh, mostly true rating, it's a metaphysical certainty. And yeah. since then, we've spent twice as much in Ukraine as we do on all of our roads and bridges federally in the United States. That is money that could have gone to double our infrastructure. Yet we're blowing up infrastructure that we're going to end up... Uh, I hate this, but they're going to tell us that we have to rebuild it when this is all over with. It, it, the scale of this insanity is, is hard to digest. And I think whatever empire comes after ours will spend time studying it, you know, what not to do. Um, but you got to wonder, like, why is the leadership of your party, the Republican Party, in favor of this? Why the new speaker who seems like a nice guy, but also like a child? What, why, why would his first act as speaker be to endorse this? I'm confused. Well, I hope he doesn't. But, you know, Biden's budget director, the head of the OMB, sent a letter yesterday to Speaker Mike Johnson imploring him to spend more money in Ukraine. And what they said is they want to revitalize our defense industrial base. It's uh, that's the new acronym DIB for the MIC, the military industrial complex. And they sent a list of states that would get money when we spend, uh, you know, money on deadly munitions because they have to be manufactured in Alabama or Ohio or Texas. And so, you know, they're saying the quiet part out loud that congressmen tend to vote for this stuff because a lot of this federal spending that goes to Ukraine is actually laundered back to the military industrial complex. And in some ways, not very efficiently, but in some ways it enriches people in yes. their districts and the stockholders, some of whom are congressmen. So Thomas Massey posted this on his Twitter account. American patriotism 
and Zionism. Chuck Schumer wrote back, Rep Massey, you're a sitting member of Congress. This is anti-Semitic, disgusting, dangerous, and exactly the type of thing I was talking about in my Senate address. Take this down. To which Thomas Massey responded, if only you cared half as much about our border as you do of my tweets. You would think that only Democrats would smear him with the quote-unquote hate speech word that has become equivalent to racist. But no, Breitbart did too. They said, Rep Thomas Massey posts anti-Semitic meme claiming Congress chooses Zionism over American patriotism by Joel Pollack. Oh, Joel Pollack, who was covered by the Times of Israel, how an orthodox journalist went from far-left activist to Breitbart editor. So saying that Congress cares about Zionism more than American patriotism, which is obviously true to anybody paying attention, is so anti-Semitic that left-wing politicians and right-wing media smears you into oblivion. Do people not get what's going on? It's pretty obvious. You should probably wake up soon, because as Thomas Massey is going to show you, I don't know how much more of backwards ideology and insane debt that this country can take. Let's watch the rest. I, you sort of, wow, that's all so grotesque, but it's also straightforward. You know, people are getting rich, so let's do it. Okay, that's an argument. It's an immoral argument, but it is one. But that's not the argument they're making in public. They're saying we have a moral obligation. You're a bad person. You just heard the National Security Advisor say that you're a bad person if you're against this. But no one ever mentions that we have abetted the killing of an entire generation of Ukrainian men that will not be replaced to fight a war that they cannot win. They literally cannot win. We prevented a peace deal and we extended the war and we killed all these people. And so all the ones running around with their little Ukraine flag pins, they're implicated in that. Has anyone apologized? No, to support this money, you have to be economically illiterate and morally deficient. Those are yes. both conditions of voting for this. Uh, because to say that we're going to grind down Russia, that we're going to deplete their own soldiers by expending the lives of Ukrainians, knowing that in the end, we're going to leave them holding the bag, that in the end, they can never prevail. They're not going to take back Crimea, even though we, we say that's one of the goals uh, when, when we can get them to state goals, which usually they won't. So it's, it's morally reprehensible to say that you should fund this. And by the way, he says, I'm a friend of Putin because I won't vote for this money. Well, I would say that I'm a friend of Americans and I'm putting America first, but he's part of, I would say, Putin's reelection uh, campaign because Putin is a Cold War relic that was elected in response to our Cold War relic, which is NATO. By expanding NATO, the neocons and the, the liberals, every time they push NATO closer to Russia, they help people like Putin get elected. It's, you know, outside our borders, it's very obvious that the whole world is resetting and that American influence is in very rapid decline, thanks in large part to this war in Ukraine, and that Russia is now joining this coalition, which will be the majority of the world's population and economy and military strength aligned against us. So this is resetting the world to our disadvantage. Again, leave the country. It's obvious your first day that this is happening very fast. Does anyone in Washington see that? No, there are very few. Uh, you know, I've been voting against these resolutions in Ukraine and the money going to Ukraine since 2014. In 2014, we helped to overthrow their uh, elected government. And we were saber rattling against Russia. And I said, listen, these sanctions and this saber rattling and these resolutions, they're going to have consequences. And they have had consequences. Almost nobody in Washington, D.C. will admit this through their voting record. Now, they know it, but they won't admit it and they won't vote that way. Do you think it's strange that, you know, the single maybe the single most 
consequential voice in this entire debate is a woman called Toria Newland, who's the Undersecretary of State, who was a driving force behind the war in Iraq, which was, of course, a disaster and hurt the United States. She was never punished for that. In fact, she, she rose within the bureaucracy, and now she's running this war in Ukraine. And no one ever says her name. She's never held to account for all of this. She has far more influence on it than the entire United States Congress put together. What, how do we allow unelected lunatics like Toria Newland, who clearly hates the United States and always has, to have this power over our lives and our children's future? I don't know. I feel like some of these deep state bureaucrats, they're like the kids who had no friends in high school and somebody did something bad to them long ago. <laughs> and now they've got some power and they realize how to to grab it. And they're going to they're going to have retribution on everybody else. Victoria Newland was at a, at a classified briefing to all members of Congress just a few weeks ago. And I thought and this was on Israel. And I thought, wait, she's failed multiple times. Why are yes. you dragging her out to, she has no credibility. Why are you having her brief Congress right now? I mean, she's responsible or shares responsibility in the deaths of more people around the world than maybe any other living American. And yet she's in a classified briefing. I mean, I'm not saying she should be in prison, though you could certainly make a case for that. Um, but she certainly should not have a security clearance and be briefing members of Congress. Did anybody say, wait a second, there's nobody more discredited than you are. Toria Newland. Did anyone say that? Nobody did. Uh, by the way, these classified briefings, they're basically propaganda spoon fed to members of Congress directly from the deep state and from the administration. So uh, we're going to have one today, in fact, on Ukraine. We'll, we'll, we will all file into an auditorium and leave our cell phones at the door. And um, we're just, you know, I'm sure this is going to be sort of a psyop or struggle session to get us to vote for more money to go to Ukraine. <laughs> Just, I don't understand why the co-equal branch of government, the legislative branch, the Congress allows itself to be manipulated by the intel agencies and the National Security Council. It seems like really crazy and masochistic even. Well, listen, a lot of this money, too, isn't just going to lethal aid anymore. We're propping up the government. We're paying salaries of, of politicians in Ukraine. And we're paying pensions of politicians in Ukraine. Yesterday, I met with the inspector general, special inspector general over Afghanistan. And I found out we've spent six billion dollars there since we left. There's still money going to Afghanistan. And I and he said, you know, you really need he doesn't want the job, but he said you really need a special inspector general over Ukraine. And I said, what do you think? Where, where could they be hiding some of this money or where could it be going? And he said, well, look at what they did in Afghanistan. 30 or 40 percent of the special, you know, the police in Afghanistan, their security forces didn't exist. We were paying salaries for people who were on the payroll, but they weren't real people. And now that we're paying salaries in Ukraine, how do we know that those are real people? As a matter of fact, we saw with the PPP program in the United States, people were getting money to pay people that weren't even on their payroll. So there are lots of obvious places to look for waste, fraud and abuse. I wouldn't be funding it to start with. But if we are going to fund it, we need to have somebody auditing this. I, it's such a humiliating way to end the American empire, such a self-destructive way. I don't think people fully understand just how deep in the hole we are. I noticed that on on your blazer, you've got some kind of device, which I, I think tells us the answer. Can you explain it? Yeah. So, you know, I went to MIT. I'm an electrical engineer and I wondered how I could use my degree here in Congress 
And I decided to build a deck clock that I could wear all the time. I wear it on the floor. I wear it in every hearing. And the, the design goal was to induce anxiety. You know, we have congressmen and senators <laughs> who have pacemakers. I thought they needed it. Their, their heart shouldn't be normal. It should be skipping beats and, and arrhythmic. So I built this to in, induce that anxiety. It's working pretty well so far. In fact, some congressmen, they vote, they put their voting card in, they press yay to spend the money, and then they look at my lapel to see uh, if, it, if it's immediate enough to show the impact of their vote. But really, we need more people to be concerned about the debt. The interest on this is now going to overtake all of our military spending. We'll soon be paying more for interest on the debt than we do for our entire military. So that's another word for that is bankruptcy. It can't, I mean, because these are math questions, yeah. it can't continue indefinitely. In fact, I think we can see the end of it on the horizon. Is anyone afraid? No, I don't think so. I think uh, the only way we're going to get any kind of austerity or reality in our spending is when the people who loan us the money quit loaning it to us. Right. And what we'll go into is a spiral there, like we did during COVID. Uh, we printed $5 trillion, created it out of thin air, and borrowed it from ourselves to make it look legitimate, filtered it through the bank so they could get some of the money too. And um, that's why we're why we have inflation. I'm sorry. It's that simple. You, again, you have to be economically illiterate. If you think that throwing another $5 trillion into the money supply isn't going to cause inflation, that's what we have. It's, it's long lasting. Now, you know, the Fed was supposed to be the firefighter, but they're really the arsonist. And they're coming in and they're raising interest rates. And they've raised them to the point where it's going to be hard to, you know, buy a car or move into a, a house. So I don't think you'll make us feel better when you answer this question, but is Ukraine funding, I mean, this will become law, I assume. I don't see any way to stop it. There is some discussion here in Congress about tying it to security on our border. The problem is, I think if you give Biden more money for the border, he'll just process more illegal so-called refugees into the United States quicker. Uh, there is talk about limiting it to just lethal aid and telling Europe that you've got to prop up the government of Ukraine. But I doubt that will happen. Uh, you know, there may be some they may try to try tie some strings to it. But I think the money is going to go through anyway. And I'm worried about that. It's just going to again, 60. What what Biden has asked for 60 billion dollars. That's how much we spend federally on all roads and bridges in a year in this country. I have to ask you an unrelated question that I don't, I don't know if you're prepared for it or not. Um, but so the, the military has a problem uh, with recruitment. And the military said pretty clearly, we don't want any more white men who have you know, fought all of our wars, but we don't want any more of them. Um, and then drove a lot of people out with, with the COVID uh, requirements, with the mandates. Um, now we have tens of millions of military age foreign nationals here illegally. Um, there have been calls in the Congress for those people to join the military to fill the gap. So you could wind up with a military filled with people who are not Americans and have no loyalty to this country or knowledge of American history or affinity for the culture. Um, and then and then you're Rome and then you collapse. Do you think that you will hear more calls in the Congress to solve the recruitment crisis with illegal aliens? I think you will, and I think it's a horrible idea. And you, you characterized the vaccine mandate correctly. That was a purge. That was an ideological purge 
of our military. It was it was a, a loyalty test to a liberal agenda. Uh, it's sort of like taking the the sacrament um, in the in the religion of COVID. And if you wouldn't take the sacrament, then you had to uh, you know leave the military. And now they're dealing with that. A lot of good people were forced out. I mean, pilots who had millions of dollars of training, sp special operators. Uh, a, you know, and it's sad now that, like you said, we're bringing in people with a different loyalty or no loyalty at all if that if those senators get their way. It's it's absolutely terrifying. La last question, a topic that most people aren't thinking about. I certainly don't understand, but I know you're focused on it. So it's probably important. And that's meat. And you've got a piece of legislation that will address what you think is a problem with the way the U.S. government regulates meat. Will you tell us what it is? Next, he's going to talk about the Prime Act. He's one of the only Congress members that's worried about the quality of our meat, which any American that cares about Americans should be. I talk about it all the time. That's why I want to put this spotlight on Thomas Massey. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a bill called the Prime Act, and it's in response to the fact that 85% of the meat that's served in the United States is processed by one of four meat packers, and one of them's owned by China, one of them's owned by Brazil. So there's this monopoly on the meat industry, and the irony is farmers can't sell directly to consumers in their own counties, in their own states. They have to ship these things across the country. And um, it's, it's affecting the nutrition of our food, the safety of our food. So what my bill says is if the farmer is, and the consumer and the local processor are all in the same state, if there's no interstate commerce involved, then get the feds out of it. And yes. um, I've got some good news to report. We're making some progress on the Prime Act. I may get some portion of it in the farm bill. I've been fighting for this for five or six years, ever since they got rid of country of origin labeling on meat in the United States. I, I realized that this was something that I needed to get done. So we're working on it. We got good success and uh, even working across the aisle. I've got Democrats who are helping to sponsor this. In fact, the main sponsor in the Senate, you, uh, you may be able to guess this, is Angus King. He actually sounds like a, a, a beef offering it at one of the local fast food places. <laughs> it does, actually. Foreign control of our food supply is a bad idea, and I hope everyone recognizes that. I mean. Uh, Congressman, Absolutely. look, this Massey. would be in the Bill of Rights if it weren't so obvious. Well, that's exactly right. It ought to be. Um, it's great to see you. Thank you for your bravery and the clarity of your positions. And I, I hope people listen to you. Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Thanks. How good was that, folks? Make sure you watch the full thing. I left out some clips of Tucker's intro on Tucker Carlson on X or Twitter. It's super, super great. I love that Tucker Carlson is spotlighting great people having conversations no one else wants to have, putting Thomas Massey up there so everybody could see him. And I love how he allows people to share his clips because it's all about disseminating this information. God bless you guys. Let me know what you think in the comments. Have a beautiful day. I'll be back with more videos soon. You can count on it. Hey, what's going on my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com, check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States, handpicked by me.